0: Hello there, and welcome to the Joyfully Black Podcast, where we have candid conversations with Black women on nourishing their mental well-being while balancing career, family life, and community care. I'm your host, Joy Dixon, a public health professional turned woman in tech and lover of seeing people thrive in their zone of genius. to today's episode, I just want to give everyone a quick heads up that we are going to be ending season two in the next two weeks. Um, that'll be episode 23. As some of you know, 23 is my number, uh, mostly because it's my birth date. Um, but at any rate, I just want to give you a heads up that to still stay in touch with us, be sure to subscribe, like us on social media. And the best way to stay in touch is by going to our website at www.joyfullyblk.com and subscribing uh, via email so that you can get email updates on uh, any new news, what to expect for season three and beyond. So as I mentioned earlier in this season, we definitely want to do some live events. So you'll want to make sure that you subscribe via email at www.joyfullyblack.com and hope you enjoy this episode. Today we are joined by Monique Williamson-Stellman and Monique has a unique ability to see the big picture hone in on necessary changes and then spark a desire in others to begin their journey to better wellness. Well, it's a good thing that her career is as a psychotherapist. And so she really took an interest in encouraging others to try new paths to find balance and improve their overall wellness. And over the past eight years, Monique has impacted hundreds of lives as a therapist and CEO of Enriched LLC. Now, Monique knows firsthand That finding your light is a path long traveled, but a path that's easier when not traveled alone. And she wants everyone to know that the detours along the way are inevitable, but learning from them are our best option, which is why she's here today, y'all. So as she notes, is when we move towards our brightest purpose, we create a better world, not just for ourselves, but for everyone else. And we have a duty to continue to inspire others for good. So I'm so delighted to be joined by you today, Monique.
1: Welcome. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting yes. me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I know you are all about we're talking about boundaries today. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the past, I don't know, a couple of months or so, maybe since 2020, pandemic, active pandemic years we'll say. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> boundaries have really emerged as one of the top health buzzword, mental health Good buzzword. Work. Within, yeah. like, look at the tech. past five years, mm-hmm. hit like a hive in the pandemic. So can you walk us through um, different types of boundaries? Because I know there's like emotional, financial, and folks just kind of put them all together. What are the different types?
1: Yeah. So honestly, I don't, I wouldn't even say that it's necessarily different types of boundaries. It's just, Boundaries are the rules that you have for your own wellness in life and in the different areas that you interact in, right? And so you'll have boundaries at work and you can call those work boundaries, um, Mm -hmm. but right, it's the way that you want people to treat you at work, right? Especially if you are potentially uh, in a leadership position, right? A person of color in a leadership position, a woman in a leadership position, right? And so there's ways that you expect people to speak with you and letting them know that hey, you know, actually i like to be addressed as Ms. Williamson, right? Or Ms. Selman, now that I'm married, right? Um, <laughs> I think to, name? right? to I know, right? I got name? used to it. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, like being, just being very clear about the ways that you would like people to address you when it comes to family, which honestly I would say are the hardest boundaries to set, mm-hmm. um, especially with our loved ones. But it's just having very clear communication about hello, like, no, I'm so sorry, but uh, like, I do not want this to happen, right? I don't want to be spoken to this way or, um, right? Like, this makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to leave, right? And I'm very, very strong about the fact of like, boundaries are not boundaries if you do not enforce them, mm-hmm. right? Anything without enforcement is just a suggestion. And so I'm always very clear to people, like, do not set a boundary if you don't plan to enforce it? Right, just tell people that you don't like this thing, and and right, we let them make that decision afterwards. But if we don't enforce, we don't have boundaries.
0: Oh, that is that is really good. You're saying so a boundary is only a boundary if it's enforced. Other than that, it's a suggestion. Yes, (sighs) That that is that is very interesting. And so, um, you 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 touched upon like some of the most difficult boundaries are. With family members. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I I do notice like a lack of boundaries stemming from like this sense of unworthiness or needing to be accepted or feel like feeling like the answer to a request must be yes in order to be successful or feel like you're fitting your family role. Um, how how would you say you see this manifest in like otherwise, let's say successful driven women who are wondering why they're feeling resentful and drained? How how do you see that showing up for them?
1: Uh, yeah, so I have this I or this theory, right? Um, that without boundaries, you will not always, but very likely have low self worth. Right? Mm. People who have low self worth don't feel that it is worth it to right enforce boundaries that like they are allowed to have, right? Like they don't feel that they are worthy enough to say no, right? They don't feel that they have enough power in themselves. Like, well, why would I, or how could I, or right? Like What makes me so special that I would be able to tell them no when everyone else says yes to them? And so being able to stand up and say, like, right, I'm me. That's enough, right? That's more than enough to say, like, no, I'm not gonna do this, right? To our parents, to our grandparents, to right, (laughs) siblings, husbands, kids, especially kids, right? Um, and so yeah, like I would say it's it's very much in like, how do we see ourselves and how Successful, right? Uh, are we able to be in the communication of right, the things that we want?
0: Yeah. And it, it really that really makes me think of one of my favorite quotes from um Benet Brown. And okay. she says, Daring, you may have heard this yourself, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. Absolutely. And so how can someone practice exercising, setting boundaries, even when it's a muscle they rarely use or never use because of that fear?
1: Yeah. So uh, in treatment, I give people like smaller exercises before they start launching into setting boundaries with family. Um, And so some of those like smaller exercises is just marking three hours within the week as red in your calendar, right? Make it completely red and you cannot move them. Right. And you get to choose, right, each week, week to week, what hours you want to set. But those are the set hours that if anyone asks you to do something, if anyone, right, even if there's a doctor's appointment, right, if anything needs to be set, right, we're saying no to everything that tries to infringe upon that hour. Right. And this could, this could be. Sunday at 11 a.m., right? If you just want to go to Bedside Baptist and you just know that's right, that's what you plan to do on Sunday, then that's what we're going to do, right? And we're going, to oh, I'm so sorry, I can't attend this uh, birthday party, but I hope that you have a wonderful time, right? Really learning how to say no, Um because we have prioritized our own time, even if you don't have anything to do for that red hour, right? We're just saying no because I want to do nothing. I want to read. I want to like eat some snacks. Right. Like that is plenty of reason to tell someone that you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love that strategy around marking
0: time in like your calendar where you could be doing something or could be doing you are painting your nails or looking at yep. the wall. But mm-hmm. that's your time. What what other strategies do you think folks could implement to start to practice that muscle?
1: Yeah. So um, honestly, I have people will sometimes get on the internet and just get comfortable with uh, saying their own opinions, right? And so that is going on Twitter, posting things that they feel and think about stuff, right? The more we get comfortable saying contrary opinions, the more comfortable we will be with, right? giving contrary news, like, no, I will not do something. Um, Other ways that you could practice setting boundaries is, okay. So I have a whole system that I actually teach people to do with their family. I wish I had my notebook, but I'm away from home. Um, (laughs) But right. So this is also a tangent. So if I need to come back, let me know. But when it comes to setting boundaries with families, right, um, typically you have to prep your family for this, right? Like this is not some, especially if your family does not do boundaries well, right? Like they're, it's just, right, we come over each other's house, we do whatever, we're very close, right? I, I'm from a very close family, so boundaries definitely have to be something that, right, we practice and exercise. But, right, from my experience setting boundaries, particularly with my mom, um, it was very much one, you have to get buy-in, right? That is where it starts, right? Just having conversations with this person about boundaries, right? Let them know like, yeah, like I've been thinking about this, that it's something I need to do in life, right? Asking that person, do they have boundaries? How do they say no to people, etc., right? And getting the buy-in of like, yes, you should say no, you should do this, right? Boundaries are a good thing. And then mm-hmm. boom, we hooked them, right? That's step number one, you gotta hook them in, Then step number two is keeping them involved in the process of you setting boundaries elsewhere, right? So maybe at work, maybe with like friends, maybe like, oh yeah, like I was really uncomfortable saying no to like this friend, but like, you know, maybe you and that person had something to do with like, oh, but I knew that we said that we were going to go to get our nails done. And so I told them I wasn't going to go. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate that. I'm like, right. It's boundaries. Great. Right. (laughs) But more buy-in, right? You want them to continue to see how this improves your life so that when, and it always will, the time that they want to breach your boundaries, we just Mm -hmm. kind of then have already set up this foundation where we've talked about it. We have conversations about it. They understand it. They have supported you through it. And so now it's, so you remember we were talking about boundaries, like I'm actually not going to be able to do this with you. I'm going to be going here. Right. And so, and if they get upset, it was like, I know, right. I know this is difficult. It's hard for me too, but I really do want to continue that boundaries work I'm doing. And I have to do boundaries everywhere, not just in some places. Uh, And typically, right. If you have fairly healthy, right, family members, that is, it normally is like, I don't like it, but fine. If you have more, family members who may be, right, are a bit more unreasonable, right? Family members who have mental health concerns, family members who are actively destructive in your life, that is not always the easiest path to travel. And there are some extra steps to it, but like for just general, normal setting families, uh, setting boundaries with families, that yeah. reset process is normally like the easiest way to go about it. It does take time though.
0: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And its it sounds like that process is all about, Really priming your loved ones very to much see how you establish boundaries with other people. So mm-hmm. by the time you deal with them, they're like, "Oh, that's what this is."
1: Exactly, and even still, like when you're doing this it will naturally rub off on them. I have a member or sorry, a client who I'm currently working with. And that was one thing that I had been working on with her was lit- priming their mother, right? Mm-hmm. To do all this stuff. And then our their mom came back to them and was like, I set a boundary with somebody. And she's like, oh my God, good job, mom, you know? <laughs> and so it, it becomes right a collective because like, as we heal, right. Healed people heal people. I'm like very convinced by this. Right. And so Mm -hmm. when they see these good things happening in your life, you're able to like stand up for yourself. You feel more confident, right. You know, naturally people want that as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we have people who struggle with setting boundaries. So maybe poorest or oversharing, you know, uh, afraid to say no, but then we also, what about folks who have rigid boundaries who are who are just closed off, they don't want to ask for help, they're really protective of personal information and like mm-hmm. avoid it of those close relationships. Mm-hmm. How can those folks with rigid boundaries adjust? Because and I often wonder about this because I hear the conversation like I'm setting my boundaries and then a the person with this go ghost so and you're just like, well, what? That's- yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how does a person who you know not you know how people like overcorrect? So, so how, how do folks find that, that happy medium where they're so used to saying yes. And they're just like, no, I'm saying no to everyone. Where's that happy medium?
1: Um, so it depends. That's so hard because sometimes I think people, I think that overcorrection is necessary, Mm. honestly, because, You need to get comfortable just saying no in all cases, right? That And like, just go, just no crazy. I think that overcorrection is necessary because then you start to recognize, well, like, okay, some of the things that I've been saying no to did bring me joy right mm-hmm. and I miss those things right mm-hmm. and so then you are able to start seeing like okay well I've pulled a lot of things back right what do I want to start adding back in mm-hmm. um and so I don't I, like as long as that overcorrection doesn't last forever um I actually don't think it's it's necessarily a, a terrible thing when it does become unhealthy It's typically when um you're not willing to work with the people who you who you love and value right yeah. like if it's just randoms, then we don't care. But if it's, you know, your family and your friends, right, your partner, your kids, like those are the people who do want to actively work with. Um, and so kind of like coming to an agreement, I always say, like, there's no rule of thumb when it comes to giving, right? Like it's whatever you feel not just comfortable with, right, but not resentful for, yeah right because a lot of times people will give and give and give because like that's just their way and oh. then like they'll look up a year, two, three, six, 20 years later and be very resentful that all they did was give to everyone else and like never got anything for themselves.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. No that that's so true and I think the collective pause that people had during the active pandemic year starting in 2020 allowed them to reflect on how much they had been giving Yeah. If, the, if they were over giver because as you know if you're a giver people are willing to take
1: you know oh my gosh listen they will find you takers will find you easily if you are a giver that's why I feel very strongly about boundaries because people people who are giving need them more right because they're they're so willing that like you it's it's hard for them to realize like that one person has, has sucked up so much of the resources that they have to give rather than like them being able to spread that amongst right. Everyone in their lives.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's so true. And but what would you say would, uh would be like the biggest misconception about boundary setting that you would like to just. Set?
1: Oh my God. Like that just everything gets to be a boundary. Like there's so many things that are boundaries that are not boundaries. Um, so, and like they are, but some things are just like very small, like and this is gonna be ra- random, but um I follow this Reddit, uh, that's called Are You the A-Hole? And the <laughs> yeah. one that comes, right? It's wonderful. It <laughs> I think is. as a therapist, I'm like always interested in other people's stories. Yes. But um there was one where it was like a stepmom and her stepdaughter, and then two half siblings and the stepmom's family had a tradition of like all of the sisters will wear something that is the same on their wedding day right yeah. and she was like well this is my boundary I don't want to do it and everyone was like well she's allowed to have boundaries blah blah, blah. and I'm like that is completely different than boundaries right because okay. you could wear an anklet yeah that nobody would see right mm-hmm. that you could you could tie a pin into your dress right you could have a flower in your hair like you could all wear the same barrette right, it, right. you know it's like things to that nature of like I just don't want to mm-hmm. well then say we just don't want to that's mm-hmm. fine that's super fine right but to say like oh well I have boundaries and I just like this is for my mental health and things like that and it's like there's a difference between I don't want to and uh-huh. And yeah. sometimes people like confuse the two. Yeah. And it's very yeah. easy to do. It's super easy to do. Cause it's like, well, what is the difference between I don't want to and boundaries? And so I will kind of explain where that line sometimes will lie. Um,
0: I, lo- I love to hear that line lie because like you, I've noticed where some people say, this is my boundary. And you're, and you're thinking like, okay, well shoot. Now I look like the horrible person from just like, it's actually not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But I want to be respectful, and so yeah. So what? Where where is that line? Because I think some people are just afraid to say no. I don't want to do that because mm-hmm. they don't want to look bad, and then or vice versa. Because there are some people who who maybe that was their final straw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they're just they're just saying everything is a boundary because they are so depleted that mm-hmm. now they don't want to say yes to anything with the overcorrection that we talked about.
1: Yeah. So I always say the boundary like boundaries are the things that protect us, right? Mm-hmm. So if right the rules that we are making are not to like protect us to protect our our health, our happiness, our mental health, our well-being, right? Then it's likely just a, a want or desire, right? Okay. And and again, for in that case, I'm like, "Say you don't like her and you don't want to." That's like just fine. Like I I I tell people all the time I'm like just say no rather than pretending that like oh sorry something came up like I don't want to I'm so sorry I hope you have a great time right I don't want to right I'm not interested in this in in that tradition right but I, I I'm down to help you guys go pick out you know what you two would like to wear together mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know but like that did not protect her that did not right save her peace that did not like allow her to get self-care right it, like that boundary did not give to her right or protect her from anything, mm-hmm. and I think that is kind of where that bound, where right the line is between an actual boundary and just I don't want to right. Boundaries are to be protective in nature. Well,
0: then that that leads me to think about people who just don't know how to use no as a complete sentence. They feel like there has to be an explanation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, over explaining is so easy to do, um, and there's a really good. TED Talk by I want to say her name is Sarah McKnight, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, and it's okay. uh, the magic of not. No, it's not the magic. Not giving an F. That's a book. I think it's called the Your Excuse My Language, but Fuck Budget.
0: Okay, um,
1: <laughs> and she talks about how to say no without uh-huh. appearing to be a bad person, right. um, and it's a very simple explanation of like. Thank you. If someone's inviting you somewhere, thank you so much for the invitation. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. I hope you have a wonderful time, right? Mm-hmm. There's no explanation why I can't make it. There's no explanation of like, what, what can I do? How do I make this up to you, right? I'm so sorry. My nephew's uncle's cousin is getting surgery and I have to be there, right? And we just started spewing off all these reasons to over-explain mm-hmm. not, rather than just saying, like, thanks so much for thinking about me, right? I can't come. I hope y'all have fun, right? make sure to send pics afterwards
0: yeah and I think having that language is so helpful and I and I just I think is it Liz Marsco how we say no matters Mm -mm, okay well we can definitely uh if if you remember which one it is and we can like include it uh yeah I'll
1: send it to you and then you can probably put it in the show notes
0: yeah 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 I can put in the show notes but no how because some people just need the language Mm -hmm. because they feel they feel awkward saying no right but they're yeah Feel like in the beginning. Now, as time goes on, they'll probably be like, no, so, you know, not able to make it and leave it at that.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
0: think having that language, having some senses that they can say, like, like, as you mentioned, like, oh, thanks so much for thinking of me or for mm-hmm. people who are often asked to do things. Oh, thanks so much for thinking of me. Um, but uh, I'm not able to help at this time, but I'm happy to sometimes I'm happy to help me find someone who is or
1: mm-hmm. um, that, you know, something like that. Yeah. Or if, if we wait three weeks, right. I will, I'll, I'll have a bit more mental space to be able to help you like, oh, Mm -hmm. let me know if you're doing something at this. And that's only if you want to, a lot of times people offer things that they don't actually want to give and replace in like replace of attending an event. Don't do that. Right. Cause Uh, you know, you don't want to originally, cause we were like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't come like if I can help, let me know. And then like, oh yeah, can you go pick up 150 plates and bring them to the event location. Like that is not what I was thinking, <laughs> right? So, um, just being able to say, like, leave it at, like, thank you so much, right? I won't be able to come. I hope you have a good time.
0: So, I mean, listen, Monique, I know you the go-to girl for setting boundaries, if, even in your own life. So, what led you to being an advocate for yourself? Was this model for you, or did this is? Did someone model this for you or did you have to learn this on your own?
1: Um, I had to learn this on my own. So I graduated school early. I skipped a grade and mm-hmm. um I went off to college freshly at 17. I think I oh. was like after maybe four months, I had I had from 16 to 17. And then I was living in the dorms so in school. Uh, And my mom was very much, or I would say is still very much a helicopter mom, right? Mm -hmm. Very fantastic mother, right? Very involved, super good about tutoring, making sure I got all the resources I needed, making sure, right? She smoothed the path for me. And that was a a place of contention a lot in my life because I'm adventurous, right? Like Mm -hmm. I want to do things. I want to like fall. I want to scrap my knees. I want to like go out I've jumped out of planes I have ridden elephants right I've flown planes so she's like trying to like make everything so easy and I'm like stop you just have to stop like I I mean I won't learn anything if you keep doing this and so like that whole system is the Hmm. system I created and that worked with me and my mom (laughs) Because it was very much a process of like, okay, you have to step back, and like, how do I get her to understand, right? Like that this is not like a breakup, right? This is very much just like a little bit of distance. So we had okay. a couple of ways to do that. um I would do this for her, and she knew that that meant cut the umbilical cord, so she okay. was getting. Okay. So you, yeah, would do like scissors. You would do like a scissors pantomime and be like, okay. right, and because she'll jump in, I'd be like this, and she'd be like, okay, yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> So it was very much like learned and lived experience. I always, joke, like we have made it to the promised land. She's so much better about boundaries. We had a conversation about boundaries yesterday when I had to set another one. Right, like I'm very, I'm very clear, very open. Hey, like this, this is a hard stop for me. Please do not do this anymore. Right, like I let me explain why this is a hard stop for me, just in case there's any confusion. And then I also, like let me hear what you got from what I had just said of those boundaries so that way right we don't run into this again because very yeah. often what we said and what they got are not the same and so it mm-hmm. is important to do that little mm-hmm. right understanding check at the end yeah. to make sure that you are cuz she was not on the same page and I was like oh well, let me explain it again
0: <laughs> yeah yeah in education they say let's do a check for understanding mm-hmm. um, how long did it take? how did, How long would you say it took for for you all to get this point where you're like, okay, we can kind of joke about it now and be like, okay, I can say cut it out, a lot like Full House.
1: <laughs> um. So let's see, how long did it take? Honestly, years. Right? Like it's it's not a it's not a quick process. It's like I would say it probably it started slow because obviously I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't a therapist yet. Um. But, you know, 17 uh, when I was like, all right, you can't call me this much. Like only call like I'll call you once a week and stuff like that. And if we need Mm -hmm. to talk in between that, Um, I would say so started at 17. We probably the, the moment in time when I was like, wow, like we have we have hit success was we were on a road trip from I was in school. I was in grad school at this point. Uh, in Nebraska. And we made a road trip like through South Dakota, all the way to Yellowstone in Wyoming. Wow. And I made a reservation with uh, the thing. And like, we ended up getting there like five o'clock in the morning. The person in there was just terrible. Like he wasn't helpful. Da, da, da. And we had had like, other than this, another one, Uh, like metaphor that we always use was like, I was like, you're benched. Okay. When I was like, I will call you. I was like, when I need the big guns, I will call in the big guns. But until I call in the big guns, you're benched. And so then I was like handling it and I was doing stuff and she was sitting there and I knew she was just like itching. And then I came back and I explained the situation. She was like, do you want me to do something? Like, is now the time for the big guns? I said, you know what? Now is the time for the big guns. Go get them. And, <laughs> and that was exactly the, and I was like, this is it. I was like, this is the life we wanted. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, but her being able to really just sit there and watch me struggle and like, Work through it do all this stuff, and then she's like, Do you want this help? Right? Like because mm-hmm. normally she would have just jumped in, bowled over me, talked over me, and like handled it herself. And so a lot letting her give me the time to like work on it was so it it mattered to me. Like that felt like love of just her letting me do that. And so I was at like, like, so that's probably what five years, five of years practicing and, and getting it right.
0: Wait, and are you only child or the only girl?
1: I'm the only girl. I'm the youngest. I have one older brother.
0: Okay. Oh, and then you're the youngest. So that, that makes sense.
1: Right. Yeah. I like, I'm a daddy's girl. My mom's a mama's boy. And like, we both have close relationships. with Both of our parents. So, um, yeah, for sure. It, it, it takes time. It does. Yes.
0: Yes. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It, do, it does take time. I had to have a, uh, not the same conversation, but a similar conversation with some life transitions. And I, you know, I had to say to my mom, like, listen, we're going to have this discussion or we're not. If there's certain things that if I feel like it's disrespectful, I'm going to just say, well, we're going to have to end this conversation now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't love you, but we're yeah. not going to, we're not going to, you know, engage in that way. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. My mom knows like when, when I'm like very short and I like, we'll just cut, and she'll say, she was like, you know what? I really appreciate the way that you like do like respect your boundaries without like getting mad at me or things like Mm -hmm. that because even during my wedding like an event was happening and she didn't like how it was happening but it was like the day of and uh not the actual wedding but like an event and she called me and she was the client I was like hi I was like so you know I was like I don't have the space for this I love you I I would go and talk to one of the bridesmaids about this but I'm I'm busy uh so I'll talk to you later and I was like nope not doing it I'm not taking this negativity it's not mine like Right. And so that's what we mean by protecting ourselves. Right. Yeah. Like I was very much protecting, like I had a nice energy. I was like happy that day. I was like, nope, keep it away. I don't want it. Right. I was in my bubble and I wanted to do that. And so that's what that protection looks like.
0: You know, that's great. It's something about weddings, man. Cause my mother did the same thing. My mother did. And I was just like, are we, are you done? Okay.
1: This is a, weddings crazy- are a haze. <laughs> I don't know what it is. they're fun. They're amazing. I loved my wedding. I'm I can't wait to renew my vows, but I'm paying somebody to handle all the details. Girl, you just got married. You're a newlywed. I am a newlywed. It'll be one year le- next Saturday. Oh, that's cool. I know, right? It's crazy.
0: My <laughs> life. I was, I just saw those pictures
1: and right. Gosh, man! You'll time again, we're gonna <laughs> pull them all out again. <laughs> that's what you supposed to do. Yeah, no, and,
0: and, and it's interesting having those those conversations, especially because you know when it's a healthy relation. Oh, you know, a healthy relationship. People mm-hmm. are overstepping because they love you and they feel like that's their form of protection. Yeah, in a way. And so sometimes letting them know, like, no, you are. Uh, you have agency, you know, mm-hmm. you're an adult, you're no longer, you know, and, and then there's other people. In our lives. Yeah, exactly. It, mm-hmm. it is but with some people, not every situation, but with yeah. some people, the overstepping comes from a place of love. And then of course we have the opposite end where some people are, um, are just out of control. I hate to say toxic cause I like that word. So
1: I hate um, it now. Oh my God. I hate toxic now. I can't get it. It's one of those, it's one of the birds words where now, like, if you, if you throw it at somebody, it kind of, it's almost like a red, like a scarlet letter. And I'm just like, just cause you say it, don't make it true. No, it it doesn't make it true.
0: It doesn't make it true. But no, that's, that's great how you were able to see that. And also not necessarily so modeled it for you, but now you're modeling it for people in your own family. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, what other resources would you um recommend for anyone that wants to strengthen this area of their life? You mentioned a TED Talk that we'll add to the show notes, but are there any other resources or books or Mm -hmm. um podcasts other than Joyfully Black that you would like to?
1: (laughs) Um. So, one of my absolute favorites is the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It is. By far and away, I like, it's a very easy read. It's yeah. maybe like 90 pages, 100 pages, something like that. Like, and it's small, but it is so impactful. Like the way that like they I, I think about that book on a weekly basis, if not daily basis of just like the way it has changed, how I think, how I interact with the world, what I think is appropriate, right? The words that I use that I think are appropriate. Um, So that is, by Far and Away, one I would definitely recommend. Um, Everything by Brene Brown, uh, heavy emphasis on daring greatly. Yep, it's on Bullshell right, right here. Oh, nice. Yes, I. she is my career crush. I absolutely love her. Everything that she does is, is just gold. Um, so definitely recommend her. Um, another book is The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. I think it's very good in terms of, I think it's really good because helps people recognize that like going on your own life journey, whether it makes sense or not to people, is something to be protected. Right. It's like this is what we're going to do. Like, and I think there are boundaries in that, especially for people who maybe like are creatives and they're taking their own path and their parents don't understand. Right. Like people aren't going to like major in the things that their parents want and really being able to protect that path that you see for Mm -hmm. yourself. Um other books I have so many um any about boundaries specific well my soon-to-be book that should be out in 2024 uh healthy selfish right patent pending um yes I'm gonna be yeah it'll be out next year so I'm very excited I know we'll have to have you back
0: on once it's published I can get a and we can chat about it
1: Yes. I'm very excited. I, since I love boundaries this much and, um, I talk about a lot with clients and so uh, it's going to be very much like a practical guide. Like, so my explanation for how to set boundaries with family is going to be in there. And then there's going to be a second section about how to set family, set boundaries with unhealthy family members. Um, and then Oh, and so one thing that we did not talk about, but I think it's super important to mention, is like when boundaries become the need to cut someone off. Yes. And yeah. so I'll just give a quick little side. I know we're almost done, but one thing about it is like when someone is not respecting your boundaries repeatedly, right? They are right, and again, boundaries are to protect us, right? And so if they're not respecting our boundaries multiple times, right, then they are actively hurting us, and so do not take hurt, right? Do not take hurt lightly. Like just even if it's like small little things, right? Death by a thousand cuts is real, right? And a lot of times people are on death by 995 cuts and they only have a couple more to go. And so I think it's super important that people recognize like, when is it time, right? And that's a very hard question. It's something for everyone to decide, but- having it in your head of like this is this is the boundary of like when i recognize i cannot right engage with this person anymore until they until they have made changes Mm -hmm. um or right sometimes even if they have made changes sometimes we still don't want them right i feel very strongly about like you can love someone and still say goodbye to them Mm -hmm. um but having, really having it in your mind of like, you know, like this is the line that I, you know, I just cannot cross. Uh, or if like, if this behavior continues past blank day, event, time, right, therapy, whatever that might be, then it, right, it's time to just separate completely.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's really important because yeah, as, as we said, you know, you may have people who respect the boundaries and continue and folks who don't. You have to make the decision to love them from a distance or completely, and that's a, that's another area where it could get awful for people. Because mm-hmm. what do you think about folks who just ghost? Um, I don't like ghosting. Who, who may I'm... have who may have disrespect their boundaries. Do you think it's worth them ghosting, or should they have the conversation and be like, "Hey, you know, I asked you to do this or to not do these X, Y, Z things, and it continues to happen, so I'm going to." Have to sort of take a step back from this relationship, or take a step back from this friendship, or or whatever
1: it may be. Um. So I'm not a fan of ghosting uh, mm-hmm. unless that person is just absolutely raggedy, right? Okay. If they're, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like absolutely, I won't even lie to you. If they're absolutely raggedy, I'm like, you don't owe them anything, mm-hmm. right? You don't even owe them a goodbye, um, and right. But those are like the extreme cases. Uh, in most cases, I actually recommend something called sunsetting and I'll send this article as well. But a, really a sunset is like the alternative to a ghost of, right. We're not going to get into a back and forth about this. I'm really just going to tell you my side of the, of, of things of like, thank you so much for being in my life. Oh, by the way, not back and forth me and you, I mean, like in it, the in actual instance, it, um, it, right. Guys so was a dead person. You yeah. yes. right. I'm like, oh wait, no, sorry, I'm on your podcast. I do want to go back and forth with you. No, but um like with that person that you want to say bye to, right? It's really just saying, like, hey, you know, I like I really appreciate the time that we've had together, right? I've I've learned so much from you and like we've had really good times. However, I'm recognizing that right, where I want my life to go, or or you know, like the healthy choices that I'm making. I don't feel that this relationship is adding to that. And so like I wish you the best, but I'm just going to write, like, take a step back and and write, I wish you well.
0: Mm -hmm. And that just
1: being like, thank you, I appreciate you, but I cannot keep you done.
0: Yeah. Is that is that is that better said via in-person? I'm an in-person phone person type of person, but I could see people doing that via text to avoid any awkwardness. What do you recommend?
1: I think it depends on the closeness of your relationship. If your relationship happens mostly over text, then text would be normal. Uh, Mm -hmm. If your relationship happened, I'm an in-person friend, right? So like, you're not going to talk to me unless we're in person. So I'm not going to have a hard conversation with you unless we're in person as well. Um, Right. And so I think it depends on the medium that you and that friend normally communicate.
0: Yeah, no, that completely makes sense. I, yeah, I, and the reason why I ask is because so many times I see people try to have crucial conversations via text mm-hmm. and I often shake my head thinking so many things can get lost in tone. You're better off just sending voice notes, honestly, if you don't yeah. want to text. Mm-hmm. Don't want to have like a uh, in, in real time phone conversation or video chat, um, voice, you know, voice doing voice notes. So at least people can hear some inflection. Sometimes you could be really heartfelt, but your tone comes across as dry and flat Mm -hmm. or or whatever the person may perceive. And, you know, perception is a person's reality too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like, and that's why I'm an in-person friend because I hate texting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like texting. I actually, that's why I'm not very active on the internet. I don't like things that aren't communicated to me directly um, Uh because it can get lost in translation. But typically, like if if your medium- Is text. Like you have learned that person's communication style. You guys have went back and forth. You kind of know it like me and my cousin um, who I'm quite close with. Right. If something's going wrong, we can't text because we sound like we both have an attitude. Like we're very because and not because we do, but because we're very direct. So yeah. like, it sounds like, oh, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm only going to this place. And it's like, well, well, then, no, I'm only going. And so, so we were like, let's Marco Polo. And then we're like, oh, are you doing this? Yeah, I'm going here. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'll see you there. And like, you know, so it's, you have to know the person that you're talking to. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and really the root of it is all about communication. Mm-hmm. And and digging through the the uncomfortability of having these conversations in order to make sure that you remain whole and hopefully are, are modeling some positive behavior for the people in your life as well. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and we always want to help, right? The next person because that person will be healthier to help someone else.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, uh, I have so enjoyed you being here today. There is a quote that I. I share with all of my guests and always ask them to answer it for me. Okay. So this quote by uh, Jean Boleyn. And it's, when you discover something that nourishes your soul and brings you joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. So I've got to ask you, Monique, what nourishes your soul so much that you absolutely
1: create space for it? Uh, adventure and travel. I love travel. I love doing new things. I love to discover. I'm like if Curious George was a person, it would be me. <laughs> like, like for real. So like you know, um, it's just been it's just been something that really feeds me. I get cranky if I don't do it so mm-hmm. often. My husband knows this. Like I, I need to kind of be in new new situations, new adventures, try new things, eat new foods. Um, right. I, I feel really nourished by learning about others. And so, um, yeah, for sure. Traveling and, and adventures is always going to be number one.
0: Oh, that's, that's. oh yeah, no, I'm the same way. What, so what, what travel do you have upcoming then?
1: Um, well, I'm going to Temecula, California, which is like a wine country for my cousin's wedding. Um, I'm going to Asia uh, next year or at the end of the year. Um, so we'll be going to Bali and Bangkok and potentially oh. Singapore. Oh, okay. uh, we just got back from Nigeria um, <clears throat> at the end of last year, so you know, popping around. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's always good to have things to look forward to, also. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so much again, Monique, for sharing your time with us this today on this episode, and um, I'll be sure to add those notes in the in the sh- those resources that you shared in the show notes. And if folks want to stay in touch with you, how can they connect?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Becoming Enriched. I am also on my Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Becoming Enriched. Oh,
0: okay, open okay, Pinterest. Now that I'm becoming a Pinterest girl, mostly for the multi for hair and fitness. But I <laughs> I would have to check you out on Pinterest as well. Listen,
1: I have a lot of Pinterest boards. I actually uh, I well I really enjoy Pinterest. So it's like crafts. There is like there's a new tea party one that's coming out that's gonna be yes. Yeah, so if you want to do a tea party, there's a whole themed board, meal oh. planning boards. Yeah.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, that is so good. Well, thank you so much, Monique. This was it was so great speaking to you. Yeah,
1: you too. I'll talk to you later. I talk to you later. Bye.
0: Thanks again for joining Joyfully Black this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give a five star review and share with a friend. And be sure to visit our website, joyfullyblk.com, where you can subscribe to the show at Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts so you'll never miss a show. Until next week, stay in the black, y'all.